Welcome everybody to Image Matching on Printed Images in Bodleian Collections. The lecture will be given by Giles Burgle of the English Faculty, University of Oxford, and by Andrew Zisserman and Relia Arandjelovic of the Engineering Science Department, University of Oxford. Thank you, Alex. Um, this is going to be a talk about image matching on printed images in specifically Bodleian collections of broadside ballads. Uh, broadside ballads, as you may or may not know, were printed on single sheets from the 16th to 20th centuries, containing words and images once displayed and sung daily in Britain's streets and inns. Although part of living traditions of folk song, popular arts and literature, these illustrated printed sheets are now rare and preserved in only a few libraries. Digital collections and catalogues have improved access to these fragile survivors of popular culture in print. The Bodleian Library has been at the forefront of efforts to collect, preserve and describe broadside ballads for several centuries and is committed to further efforts to make them available for all. And this talk is specifically about the image content of broadside ballads. A summary of the visual contents of broadside ballads. Uh, ballads are copiously illustrated, especially uh, those dating from between roughly 1600 and 1700, with woodcut printed images. Woodcuts are printed from wood blocks. Wood blocks are recycled from job to job. Woodcuts and wood blocks may be copied to make very similar wood blocks. Here is a wood block on the left, a rare survival now in the British Museum. And here on the right is a woodcut, a woodcut impression made from that block. We know quite a lot about this block. It was one of a collection from which printings were made for a book published in Newcastle in 1858, which the Bodleian owns, and which has been digitized through the Google Books project. And here it's that same image on one page from that book in the bottom right. And here it is on a ballad. Um, the Careful Wife's Good Counsel, uh, from the press of the Newcastle-based printer John White, uh, probably over a century previously. Dating is uncertain. We have uh, John White's dates and trades between 1720 and 1769. Here it is again, on a different ballad, printed later by Thomas Saint, also in Newcastle. The block is one of a collection, then, that we have provenance for that we know descended through inheritance through successive members of a single printing business, some of which may have first been used as early as the, as the late 17th century and then uh, passed down onto Charnley and now survive in various libraries and museums. The recurrence of impressions from off particular blocks is of great interest to bibliographers and book historians because those impressions may reveal the location or date of printing of a work when no date is given, or when, as in the case of these famous quartos uh, of editions of Shakespeare printed by Thomas Pavia, one of these dates is false. The impression on this book, 1608, is suspiciously similar, this impression here of this ornament, is suspiciously similar to that of this edition of 1619, which paper evidence studied by bibliographers has proved is the true date of publication for both these books. Wear and tear to woodblocks can also give us a publishing sequence. In the case of these areas of damage, if you can see these little white dots, which appear more numerously 
during the working life of this block. These white spots are the exit holes made by woodworms, the grubs of Anobium punctatum, the extent of the habitation of which, a lovely bit of recent research by Blair Hedges has argued, can be identified from books. Anobium is a northern European species and leaves a distinctive pattern of wormholes in the block, and so too an impression from that block in books published in northern Europe. Blocks, however, can be copied. Here's a famous woodcut image, the London Prentice, which my colleague Alex Franklin spoke about earlier in this series and which is on display as part of the exhibition that accompanies this series. It shows characteristic traces of worming in this region, again these white spots here, which a subsequent craftsman has copied into a more decorative design. Here's a detailed close-up of that. This brings me to the whole area of copies of blocks. Woodcuts may be copied loosely. It would be hard to mistake this copy, this block, for this block, or quite closely. Um, this image on the right is a copy of an image taken from this book, um, probably through tracing, the process being that a, a, an impression on paper would have been pasted down on a block of wood, uh, varnish or an oil would have been applied to the back of that impression, uh, allowing the ground to show through the fig, which would then cutting or cut away with a, a chisel, leaving the uh, uh, figure to be um, to be printed, raised in relief, ready for printing. You'd have to look quite hard to deduce that these are copies rather than the same block. But you can look at this line here, for example, of the crown. Um, no one block can generate lines that vary from impression to impression like this. Matching blocks is largely a judgment call. It has been done on a case-by-case -case basis, uh, historically. Optical collators, such as this apparatus, a McLeod collator, used to detect variant type settings could be helpful, although variations in the quality of the impression caused perhaps by uneven inking, or differences in paper quality, or again damage to the block, make identifying blocks, again, a matter of finer judgment than resettings of type. Digital compositing or overlaying is an extremely useful tool, as can be carried out in software like Photoshop or even over the web, as shown here in a web edition of the Ballad that I'm editing for the publication by the Bodleian, for which an online overlay <coughs> tool has been developed for my purposes by uh, James Cummings and Theodore Kosovos at Oxford's uh, IT Services. Uh, an issue here is ensuring that your putative images off the same block are the same size and free from the optical distortion that photography inevitably introduces, particularly of ballads bound into thick albums, which may be impossible to take a flat image of. A wider problem is, how do we keep track of the total distribution of blocks and their copies? The Bodleian Ballads collection employs a semantic, keyword-based system known as Icon Class, in which keyword descriptions have been applied to all 22,800 illustrations by my colleague Alex Franklin in the 1990s. This records the subject or content of, wood, of a woodcut image, not explicitly its provenance, i.e. that image A is copied from image B, although cataloguing notes or secondary scholarship may record that conjecture. So we're faced with a situation in which we have numerous impressions and items in the collections, some taken from the same block, others copies, variously loose or close copies, uh, a complex set of data with various kinds of richness and degrees of interrelation to other illustrations and to illustrations elsewhere, in ballads, in other collections, and in books. 
And this is a situation that led me to contact Andrew and Relia to see if they could help. What I'm going to do is to describe a system which makes this easy to do. Okay, I'm going to talk about the functionality of the system, and then Relia will talk about how it works. So this is the um, web interface to the matching system. And here's a, a, an image of uh, one of the ballots. Okay. Um, and the task that we want to do here is um, say you want to find out where that illustration is in many other. Um, so keep, keep, that, keep that illustration in mind. We want to see if we can find that in other examples. So we can go through each one in turn and look at this and decide if that illustration is there or not. Um, and you can see this is, you know, this is quite difficult and it could be very, very tedious because we're, we're maybe going to go through thousands of these documents. Okay. So let's just go back to the start. So let's pick uh, one of these and say we want to find um, this guy here. So I'm showing the matching system now. So all we have to do is we select this illustration, we hit search, and now it's searched through a thousand documents and found all the matching illustrations. So this is what we searched on. I'll scroll down. Here's, this is the same one again. But all of these are illustrations in different documents. And you can see that because you can see the shelf marks which are written above are changing. And as we scroll down, you can see we found uh, illustrations in many, many more documents. And more and more and yet more. Okay, so this is all done um, while you watched. We went through a thousand documents and searched. If I go back to the document, we can search for maybe this person here. So I search for this illustration. And we are just matched her. Again, I'll scroll down, we see all the matches. And as we go through the illustrations, you can see the difference in um, print quality, different ink and start to think about the age of the block, as Giles was explaining. So again, these are all the matches that were found. Let's go back. Again, I'm going to go back to the same image. And we can search for everything. We'll just search for this guy here. Again, we searched for a thousand documents, found the illustrations that match. Here we are. Interesting, yes. As we go down, we see more variation. Um, and right at the end, this is interesting, you see we've only matched a part, there's a damaged one here, we've just matched a part of the illustration. Okay. Um, let's go back to the home page, the start page. We'll pick another one. So the, the point out here is that anything can be matched, and we're doing all these matches in real time, you can match anything you want. It doesn't have to be an entire person, we can just match the head of a person. So let's just match this head here, do a search. Again, these are the matches. So you can see how this enables you to find matches for um, illustrations effortlessly. But we can, do, we can go a bit further than this. Um, maybe if we go in, in a bit more detail, I'll show you. So what you're seeing here, this is the document we started with. And here's the illustration we searched on. Here's the matching document, the matching ballad that's been scanned. And here's, if you can see it in yellow here, this is the match that was found. And then down below, we've got them next to each other. And when you have them next to each other like this, you can start to do the comparison. You want to see what's changed between this one and this one in terms of, has there been some damage, um, the ink quality? 
but we provide one more functionality, one more service, which uh, makes this easier, which I'm, switch, I'm going to now. So it's hard for a human to do this. I'm just going to make this a bit smaller so you can see what we did. So what you're seeing here, this is the one we started with. This is the match over here. And in the, the centre, we've registered the two. We've aligned them as best as we can. So they're, now, they're overlaid. And now we can switch between them. So I'm, as I move the mouse, it's going between the left one and the right one. They're overlaid perfectly. And so now you can see the difference. In this case, you can see the difference in the ink quality. And maybe if you look in this region here, you can, as we move, you can start to see maybe there's a wormhole. I'm not quite sure. Maybe there's a wormhole there that's more apparent um, depending on the ink. If you, look, if you look at the eyebrows up here as you move, if you look at the eyebrows, you can see the amount of ink varying. So this would be very, very hard to do as a human, having these even side by side, it would be very hard to do. But by overlaying them and toggling between them, you can see this enables this sort of comparison which is needed to date and look at where on the blocks. Okay, so I'm going to, that's the functionality, I'm going to hand over to um, Raylia now, um, who will explain how this works. The, in order to be able to search all these images, we, the computer has to have some sort of a representation of them. So if you think of Google text search, for example, you would represent uh, documents, books, web pages as a collection of texts. A uh, collection of words, and then you would type in a word and search the whole collection. So we have an uh, equivalent uh, for image search where uh, we represent, uh, we extract these visual words, we call them. They are basically iconic patches in the image, like shown uh, on the left, uh, outlined by ellipses. And then images are uh, represented as collections of these visual words, as shown on the right. Um, and the key uh, point behind uh, the visual words, the key idea, is that they can be detected in different images. So that the same detail, same iconic patch, can be found in two different sheets, like on this example. Uh, so here we see one visual word found on two different sheets, but on the same illustration, outlining the same detail, the part of the person's hat. So now that we have this uh, tool where we can extract visual words from um, images, uh, we can represent images as um, many visual words. And then we can use Google-like um, search uh, methods to search using these visual words compared to textual search as you would do normally. Um, so I can show you now uh, how this works in practice. Uh, so if we say, go again to the home page uh, and let's say I show you the, the, the same example and I can outline the region that I want to search as we saw before and press search and I can now show you the, the actual detailed matches uh, let me just write that so here we now see these visual words as we saw them before and if you see the uh, now uh, drawing lines between all matching visual words from one image to the other one, which enables us to do all these uh, things you saw before to uh, align the images and uh, do what we want with them. Um, so now I'm going to hand over to Giles again. Thanks, Andrew and Relia. So I think you'll agree that um, this technology works spectacularly well in, in matching copies of ballot blocks and is extremely helpful in identifying individual blocks as well. 
Um, here we have three different blocks, but the same image, uh, the same composition. I don't think that um, traditional semantic subject cataloging is at all rendered obsolete by Andrew and Rayleigh's approach, wonderful though it is. Here we have some rather different renderings of the same situation. This is the London Prentice famously ripping, tearing the hearts out of two lines uh, while in front of um, the uh, Turkish court, the prisoner in Turkey. Uh, very different stylized representations of each. Uh, I suspect that an automated system with current technology would have to know what was going on here, would have to somehow extract meaning or high level description to match these two. And so here's a role for uh, our existing cataloging methods, I think working alongside automated image match very efficiently. Indeed, the future of illustration cataloging looks extremely bright assisted by image match. Uh, the model that's being de uh, developed for Bodley and Ballads will have the ability to describe the block, the bibliographical means of production, the impression, the printed sheet item, the ballad in hand, the expression, the artistic creation or version, such as this expression, this version of this scene, and the subject or theme, the iconographic tradition, uh, in a broader sense than an expression, which is also an iconographic tradition in a, direct, in a more direct sense. Image match directly helps, very powerfully helps with, indeed transforms the first three of these inquiries, and I would argue also helps with the last as well, uh, by allowing the cataloger to concentrate on those things that humans are good at. Image match also opens up new research questions by asking catalogers to define thresholds of differences between the same or similar images. Here is an example of some very similar images. Um, these seven images, followed by one that is somewhat the same and somewhat different. Being faced with this sequence necessitates a, a retuning, a calibration of the cataloger's perceptual and taxonomic faculties. What is one looking for? Block, image, or regions of similarity? The area of regions of images is strongly brought into focus by the composite nature of some woodcut images. Uh, Andrew and Relia were uh, highlighting hats within the same block previously. Here's a hat from a block that's on the move. Uh, uh, Alex has uh, written about this extensively. Uh, um, resting on uh, the same hat, resting on different heads. Um, blocks are just, can maybe, of course, divided and reassembled in, in multiple ways. And this is an entirely new kind of uh, area of research that Image Match opens up, uh, makes feasible in ways that previously it wasn't. Looking more to the future, uh, I wonder if Image Match can help scholars of literature as well as art by identifying variations in type settings in early printed books, a very common condition for early printing. Overall, the possibilities of Image Match in the humanities are tremendous and genuinely exciting.